podcast. Now this rubber boots podcast. We wanna thank you for listening. We're sure you never thought we'd last. Oh no. We're gonna talk nothing, very little sports with your host Jimmy, Jamie, your James. And now you know for sure that it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a blast. Oh yeah. Pretty excited. Our buddy Jay Baruchel is on the podcast today, who was one of our first podcast guests when uh, I starred in his uh, directorial debut, Goon 2. Yes. Yes, you starred. Uh, I starred in it. And um, Was that his directorial debut? Didn't, yeah, major, wasn't Goon? Major, he, didn't, Goon? he didn't direct Goon. He didn't? No, he wrote He uh, wrote part of Goon and was act, acted in it, but he directed uh, Goon 2. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, he has a horror movie coming out, and he's got a great book called uh, Born Into It, about being a Habs fan, which Lester can relate to. Oh, baby. So we're going to talk to Jay in a little while. So uh, yesterday, I go to my, I've committed to golf, off-season golf this year. Is that right? Yeah, I'm really committed. Seriously? Yeah, I'm thinking I have a shot at the senior tour. I, I the have Great Lakes tour? I have a two-year window to make the senior tour. I'm going to have to lower my handicap by about 40 strokes. About 20. <laughs> Take it from like 13 to minus about five probably to get onto the senior tour. So, can uh, I caddy for you? Uh, yeah, of course you can. I would expect it. Uh, so I go to my indoor facility, uh, peak performance. Is it a bubble? It's uh, better than that. Or so do you hit into like, uh, do you hit one of the video screens? It's got simulators. Yeah, similar, yeah. yeah it's do got you like simulators. Those? Do you trust those? I do. They've got lots of, I've, I've come around because my coach, my coach has helped me come around to those things. You have a coach? I have a coach. Nice. So, uh, and when someone would say, just a guy you pay for lessons, but I like to call him a coach. <laughs> Does he coach anyone else? Uh, he does. Well, interestingly enough, uh, yeah, he coaches some more prominent golfers than me for sure. But uh, so I was trying to get on the simulator. There's like a pitching area and a putting area mm-hmm. and all that. And I can see that there's a dude on the on. There's a whole bunch of simulators there, but I like this little private bay that's got all this all the stuff. And there's a dude on it, and uh, I'm like, oh, I came in early. I said, oh, they said, well, your time's. 12.15, he'll be out of there by 12.15, you can get on. So I do my chipping and putting for 45 minutes, and I look over, and the dude's still not off the sim. Mm. So I'm starting to get a little antsy. I want to get my, yeah. my practice in. And I go over to the girl at the front, and I said, can you get this dude off the sim so I can get in there? And she's like, yeah, I, he knows that you're waiting, so I don't, I don't know why he's taking so long, but I'll, I'll go talk to him again. So she goes down and talks to him, and he says, she said, he's, he's leaving now, so you're good. So I wait a couple minutes, he's still hitting, but so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to just I'm gonna throw some muscle around here. Right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? So I'm. I'm gonna. Jimmy's gonna bring his clubs down and say, "Let's go, doofus, get out of, out of the sim." Yeah. So I do that, and uh, he's just packing up when I get there, and it's Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And so I'm about to go. Yo, bro, give me this. And I'm, Jack freaking Bauer. <laughs> it's Jack Bauer. So I, I was cool. You know, I've met celebrities yeah. before, well, but know, uh, he know, could he, not have been nicer. Then he's like, hey, listen, man, I'm really sorry. I took an extra few minutes there. I just, uh, uh, I was on a break. He's filming uh, Designated Survivor. Survivor, yeah. Still that. And so I guess he whips over between scenes. Nice. <laughs> and shoots. Yep. And I found out afterwards that my coach is also his coach. Oh, oh nice. Oh. So, okay. uh, yeah, so we're so now. Jimmy's we're going golfing kind of golf Kiefer. buddies. Nice. So uh, did you invite him to we the We talked course. about the game a little bit. He, I think, like, I don't want to be one of these guys. I think he recognized because he's like, oh, hey, how's it going, man? Good to see you again. Even though I've never seen him, I don't yeah. think, before. Yeah. I don't think. 
So that's I think, you know, some, there was a little TV recognition. That's probably something you'd say to somebody, something you'd say to somebody you don't know who they are. Hey, good to yeah, see you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably had no clue. Story I said I'm just James from TSN because I didn't expect them to remember. I always yeah. introduce myself that yeah, way. That's I, don't, good. I don't expect anybody to know it's some little cable broadcaster guy, but we started, you know, he said he's really committed to the game this year. I said, me too, you know. And we bonded for a while and then... You guys uh, are probably in the same age. You guys could maybe become friends. Yeah, me and Keith. Yeah. Hang out a little bit. I should have, if yeah, you, but, but if you hadn't left, I would have trash talking. Can you trash talk Kiefer? Uh, you can. Can you be like, flatliners, unrealistic. Yeah, but he'd just come back with Lost Boys. Then <laughs> yeah, no. Could all of that really have happened in 24 hours? Come on. Hey, you know what? Can I just make a quick aside? I will make a quick aside here. What was with your hair in Lost Boys? <laughs> <laughs> no, is there any other sport besides golf that's made such technological advances? Like... Think about the technology now, mm-hmm. whether in terms of you know range finding and all that stuff. Like it's it's amazing. The tech for golf is amazing. It's crazy, and those sims are nuts. Like uh, I didn't know anything about them before, but my coach has taught me. Like it, you you want to get an angle. Like for instance, my seven iron. He's like you're 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 hitting at an angle of like thirty degrees. You need to get it to twenty two. And now I'm like, coach, I was at twenty today. Just so you know. That's the kind of way we talk now, me and nice, my coach. Nice. Uh, let's get to the Rod Smith recap because we got a lot to get to today, and we want to get to Jay Barishel shortly. Here's uh, Roddy brought to you by iDrinkCoffee.com. On episode 10 of the podcast, Duthie showed us just how dependent on technology he's become. Alexa, stay here. Try to hold the elevator for me. Alexa, grab the Nexus cards. Alexa, get to Lester's penis right away. Meanwhile, Lester was in the holiday spirit after finding yet another former love interest on social media. He's on Grindr? The wonder of Christmas, man. As the pod went on, it became evident that something happened to Puffy's memory during Grey Cup week. Uh, Stephen Harper right behind us. I was showing a lot of nipple. There was a Parliament Hill guy who was trying to get in. Rod and Shinetti analyzing <laughs> oh the entire situation. God. Breaking it down. I either. honestly don't remember this at <laughs> all. But in the end, it was Roddy who stirred up a little trouble. Mrs. Claus, what's going on here? What What is this? No, who is this? Nothing. Rod Smith, what oh, does it... He's nobody, What is darling. she saying? The same time and place as last oh, year? Oh. And... Look, Roddy isn't sure if Santa's real or not. But whoever that guy was, he seemed to be displaying what Duffy referred to as Big Dick Envy. That is very close. I'm very impressed. It's actually Big Dick Energy. I don't need the definition, kiddo. Roddy coined the term. Till next week, kids. Nice. Big uh, Dick that Energy. Oh, Has that, that made it into your vernacular this week? It's going to. Yeah. I'm going to really start being aggressive with it. We do a panel tonight. Leafs game. It's Tuesday night as we drop tape this. Uh, BDE. BDE. Tonight. No, BDE. I'm going to do it right before the quiz. Nice. And you have to support me. And say, oh, yeah. All right. Bring that big D- BDE. Uh, one other thing following from the Roddy recap uh, about you heard about Alexa in there. I had a, uh, a note from one of our faithful uh, Rubber Boots podcast listeners that uh, I guess a lot of people listen to the pod on Alexa, like through their oh, okay. through their you know system at home or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and Alexa, Alexa will play music. And so apparently whenever we, na- we say Alexa right now, it interrupts them listening to the pod because Alexa will 
will answer and them. So this right now is really messing them up. Right. So uh, if we say, you know, Alexa, make it damn ass cold in the house, we're going to screw somebody really oh, wow. badly. Because he, uh, this uh, this is uh, Jay Versch or John Allen is his name, and he told me that uh, Puffy changed the temperature on his thermostat because he said, Alexa, change the temperature. And it, it actually, it did. So you're impacting the oh, lives wow. of people. Wow. Alexa, send money to Kristoff. <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> Transit code five. <laughs> wow. Uh, so apologies to everyone who listens to our pod on uh, Alexa. Alexa, play the pod in the middle of the night when everyone's sleeping. <laughs> That's when it would be best. Uh, I, I was going to do the week that was. We always do the week that was here, but I, I could also substitute this for things that I saw on Twitter, and we haven't heard that theme enough, so let's do that. Freaky pigs, strange chicks, world affairs, polar bears, fake news, nice shoes, big boobs, jack dudes, all of these things and more as I sat on the shitter. Things that I saw on Twitter. And brought to you by our friends at the Gansevoort Resort in Turks and Caicos. Okay, so I just came from the Lou Marsh voting. I believe this would be our second annual, or maybe third annual pod, where I come straight from the Lou Marsh voting into the studio to tape the pod. Mm-hmm. Kale Kingsbury, the Moguls champion at the Olympics, uh, won the Lou Marsh Trophy uh, narrowly. I don't think they announce actually... How close it is? Well, we used to do a vote where we'd put in a ballot for our top five, but they changed that, and now we have a discussion, we do a ballot that narrows it to five, but then you only vote for a winner. Mm -hmm. So uh, a couple things I wanted to get into, because this is always controversial. Uh, First of all, probably two-hour process, so... It's very people do take this very seriously. Do they serve drinks? Uh, no drinks, just water and coffee and water stuff. And There's coffee. probably 20 people in the room. It's the media people from across the country. Uh, Brian do, Williams. Do they fly anyone in, or is Brian, it all? No, local? you got to you got to get there your own way. There's a few people on the phone who okay. can't make it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Brunt, Brian Williams, Brian Williams of TSN, Rod Black, Damian Cox, Ivanka Osmak was there. Caroline Cameron from Sportsnet, Dave Hodge. Uh, Bruce Arthur. That's a good list. Uh, on and on and on mm-hmm. goes. So pretty much everybody. I'm, and I'm, you. I've missed a bunch. Scott Russell, CBC, a bunch of people, myself. Uh, so about maybe, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, Bump, who also produces figure skating besides yes. golf, Bump said, you have to nominate Tessa and Scott. Mm. They'd won the world championships or something. So Jimmy comes into the Big Blue Marsh meeting and says, I'd like to nominate Tessa and Scott. Yeah. And everybody laughs at Jimmy. Says you can't nominate two people; it's an individual award. So th- mm, at that point, it. I said, "Well, I vote for Tessa then," <laughs> <laughs> and she won. <laughs> so, and everybody shows up this year. Yep. And all of them want to include Tessa and Scott. And so the first hour wow. of the debate was: Should Tessa and Scott be the Lumar's Trophy winner? Now, of did athlete the people of the year? who mocked you two years ago did you take their names? <laughs> And call them out? No, I don't remember. And probably, I'm probably over-exaggerating the mockery. I was just dismissed very quickly. Yeah, I would have held that on for I held years. And I held a little bit of a grudge because even though I feel, you know, Tessa and Scott, if they were eligible, that would probably be my vote because yeah. they were fantastic and I love those two. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can, can't tell me two years ago that this is the rules and then suddenly... The rules have changed. Now, Soleil and Pelche won this about 10 years ago. Well, then how the And then about 50 or 60 years ago, a couple of other double people have won. Well, look, they have to... They have, but then well, did they, they switch the rule? They clearly have to make some decisions. You should not, you should not get into that room before... Mm-hmm. 
Well, here's the problem. The people know, on the board and such change. So in this case, there's four people from the Toronto Star who meet and sort of set the regulations. And they said from the beginning that this is they are not good. They announced the first announcement of the meeting. Damien Cox, Damien Cox was chairing the meeting and said, you cannot vote for Tess and Scott. And there was a big, long, prolonged argument with many people in the room mm-hmm. saying, let's have a vote right now and change it. And they said, no, these are the rules right now. If we want to talk about changing it next year, we can, but we're not going to do it at this later. And I was on their side because I said, look, it, it's a Toronto Star Award. They set the award. They set the rules. And if you told me last year, then you can't tell me this year, even though Soleil and Peltier won 11 years ago. So it's kind of silly, but I don't want to... I'm not going to talk down about the group because everyone's just passionately arguing for what they believe is right. I personally think Tess and Scott are a team. They should have two awards, and they do, CP awards team of the year. But maybe we should split the Lou Marsh and say, okay, Lou Marsh individually year, Lou, Lou Marsh team of the year. So the Blue Jays could win one year or whoever it may be. You sure. know, the, I like that idea. Um, but it should be an individual. I voted for Brooke Henderson, and I felt quite strongly that Brooke Henderson should win the Lou Marsh Trophy this year. She was edged by uh, Mikhail Kingsbury, who, the argument for Kingsbury is that he won the gold medal. He won basically every World Cup. He's clearly the number one mogul skier in the world. Mm -hmm. If he's not going to win it now, he was brought up in years before, and they said, yeah, but he's never won an Olympics. So they said, now he won his Olympics, so how's he ever going to win? So uh, he won. I, I believe we don't know the results of the vote. I don't think they released that. It was a really close vote. Personally, uh, I have no problem with him winning, but I think Brooke Henderson. To me, I think you have to take the people of Canada into consideration here. And I think the two most special moments in Canadian sport this year were Tess and Scott and Brooke Henderson winning that in Canada. Yeah. Right? And so... Uh, you know, moguls, incredible sport, incredible performance, but I don't know. I, I, th- I think it should matter, the prominence of the sport, don't you think? What would be your vote? I would have definitely voted for Brooke. Mm-hmm. Same here. And I think it, it, the, the interesting thing, and it, listen, let's not kid ourselves. Politics always enters the, the conversation here. But having said that, given what's gone on this year with women in the world, mm-hmm. period, I mean, I think that, quite frankly, given her performance, I think they've missed an opportunity to continue to elevate women. I felt that was part of it, too. Uh, yeah. Women have won a, a lot of these awards. I don't think they've been shunned in any no, way, no. but I'm with you. And I, you know, one of the arguments against Brooke was that they said, okay, she's not the best in the world. She's ranked ninth or whatever, even though the rankings are screwed. Uh, um, she's really, you know, probably the third or fourth best women golf, women's golfer in the world. She was second in the overall point standings this yeah. year. And they said, well, Kingsbury's the best. And a couple other people came up. Connor McDavid, you know, he's the best hockey player in the world. If you're not the best in the world, how can you win this? Well, I'm like, okay, the, okay you're the best mogul skier in the world, but how many real competitors are there in moguls in the world compared to how many women are playing golf in the Here's world? My sure. Probably 100 to 1. Here's right? my yeah. question with Connor McDavid, though, and this is, this is terrible to say, but where would the Edmonton Oilers be without Connor McDavid last year in, in, the, in uh, the NHL? Well, probably about what they were. They sucked anyway. It's the right? same place out of the playoffs, right? Yeah. So, that's so I and I, I put McDavid third. He would have been third on my ballot because I think sure. he is amazing. But you're right. Is. You kind of got to win something. Mm-hmm. And I hope McDavid will have a chance to win, and then he'll win the Lou Marsh, and he should. Sure. And I think the other thing going against Brooke was she's 20 or 21, and people are like, "Well, she'll 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 get she'll hers. win a couple sure. of majors." I, I, I see that too. But I uh, that too. anyway, I, I wanted to get that out because the Lou Marsh is always contentious, and you hear about it on Twitter for everybody. And uh, have you ever picked the Lou Marsh winner? 
I think I, I think this is the first year I didn't. Well, the first year. And I really thought I was trying to gauge the room. Okay, I got a vote here. It was very much like an election. Yeah. I got the Hodge. I think I got his vote, and I got this vote. Yeah. Because I was arguing quite passionately for Brooke. I, 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 may, I maybe golf is kind of my thing, so I stick up for a little more. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I really thought that. You see, they were saying, "Well, she didn't do well in the majors this year." Well, to me, that Canadian Open is the most important tournament she played in this year. Absolutely. For sure. And 100%. it had a full field and she won it. So anyway, uh, that was uh, Do you Lou see a day that they'll have, I mean, listen, I mean, obviously, Lou, you, you, I think it's great that they have one, but I mean, could it be male, a male and a female? female team? Well, I think there are other awards for male yeah. athlete of the year and female athlete of the year. The Lou Marsh for whatever has been one thing, and I guess that's what gives it prestige. You know what? I think we, we missed, TSN missed an opportunity you know, twenty years ago, we should have done the TSN, you know, athlete of the year, team of the year, the and you, we, we could we could still do it. Yeah, but you know, it, it takes years to gain garnish prestige, and I For think sure. I think that I said it, this it, it probably could have been yeah. bigger than the Lou Marsh, right? I mean, the Lou Marsh is just started by the Toronto Star, but yeah. it's yeah. nobody else really came up, so it's become quite a. It's good, yeah. But we Ma- should start the Jimmies, the Jimmies. Yeah, imagine right. those you have meetings with in them. Oh, oh my uh, god. Quizmaster? Quizmaster. Yeah. Those would last for weeks. I believe that is the first time we've ever mentioned him by name. So let you want to let's oh. start right now then. We should beat that out, eh? The Jimmies? The Jimmies. The Jimmies. What would the categories be? Um B D E. What the B D E of the year? B D E of the year. For sure. Um and we'll give should we give it to uh, we can't give it to Brickandra. <laughs> Sure, we can. Sure it's can. energy. Sure, you can. It's energy. Yes, I, I, I don't. All right, the first annual BDE Rubber Boots Podcast BDE of the Year goes to Brooke Anderson. Yes. If someone tells Brooke about this, anyone listening is with false. Just uh, let's come up. We'll, we'll pretend it's a big corporation. Just tell her it's a corporate sponsor, BDE. I think I think I think I would I think we would invite the op- we'll relish the opportunity to have uh, Brooke join us on we, the podcast. We could get Brooke to tape tape a message. Don't tell her what it is. I'd like to thank all the people at BDE <laughs> for, for this beautiful, this beautiful award. award. What will the award look like? Oh, uh, all right. Let's uh, let's curve this back. A bit. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, is this the one that finally gets us taken off the air? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, things that I saw on Twitter is brought to you by the Gansevoort. You work too hard, you need a vacation, so be like Jimmy and go to Turks and Caicos. Luxury and class of five-star resort, you must book the Gansevoort. A nice villa at the Gansevoort. Come to the Gansevoort. So one of the things I meant to mention on things I saw on Twitter, but it was kind of self-indulgent because it was my tweet. Did you see my tweet about the Hallmark movies? Yeah. Okay, so. do you live in that world? No, my wife does not. Uh... Okay, I'm talking Saturday, Sunday. I had a pretty loose weekend. I did one Sens game, but I was home most of the time. Uh, those Hallmark Christmas movies on the W Channel yeah. were on in my house and were being watched by a minimum of two of the three females in my house for the better part of 48 hours straight. Wow. But this feels like this year it's been a lot more where people are publicly announcing how much they love these movies. Well, or like when I tweeted this thing, I said hell is a place where these play 24 yeah. hours a day. And oops, that's my house. I have a lot of men's, men's support there. Yeah. Now, They're all the exact same story. Yeah. A, uh, 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 a beautiful. Yeah, they're always very beautiful. Probably 30 year old woman yeah. returns to her hometown. Yeah. Mm. She's usually just broken up with her boyfriend or will sometime during the film. Yeah. And um, 
she meets the also equally handsome antique dealer. Yes. Or something. Usually a single dad. Yes, who they discover the meaning of Christmas together. He's widowed. Uh, their fake snow falls during the entire film. Yes. There's always a little skating rink. And there's never any accumulation. Continue. There is always a subsidiary plot, usually involving a black couple that also gets together, but they can never be the main characters. Well, They're all the subsidiary. We're not ready for that. <laughs> we're not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the dads at uh, my kid's school right. stars in uh, some of Hallmarks. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably the hot dad at school. Is he, All the, is he a good-looking fella? He's good-looking, yeah. He's been in one of these films, like, yeah, as he's a star? In, yeah, he's, like, the main What's, what's guy. his name? I'm going to have to look him up. Uh, his name is Jefferson Brown. Okay. Jefferson Brown? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's hilarious. He's a white and, man? Yeah. There's yeah, no white man a, named Jefferson Brown. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the moms in the schoolyard, they're always talking him oh, up, they and they're like, just <laughs> looking at him. I'm like, jeez. Yeah, it's not fair, right? It sounds West Indian. Yeah, when last I went to Jefferson Brown House, I went to Jefferson just the other Wait, day, man. Yeah, man. I feel shame. I haven't seen Jefferson in such a long time. Mumbo <laughs> Jefferson! <laughs> Are you a Dalmark movie this year? <laughs> I don't know. That was my attempt. Yeah, no. I, 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 <laughs> you guys sounded like you're doing you like bring a... in the BDE, Jefferson! <laughs> 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 it's like we're down in the Cayman Islands. This is this local sitcom. <laughs> maybe we should have Imagine Jefferson... you with that accent. That'd what about fantastic. having Jefferson Brown on the pod? That'd be great. Uh, to talk about the Hallmark so films. I can talk to him. You don't want to tell you, like, I don't no, want to talk no, to him. No, no, exactly. Jefferson gets enough attention. Exactly. The ladies just love him. <laughs> of course. They're just all there just talking away. Didn't you play an attractive man in a movie? I did. That was in a short film. Oh, was your Toronto story. Film Festival. What was your, your your character was called? Attractive Man. Attractive Man. Yeah. That's un- but if Jefferson Brown was in it, he, he would be more attractive man. <laughs> he would have beat me. <laughs> hey, you know what's exciting? Um, uh, the Untucked shirts. My boys have uh, ordered their Untucked shirts. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, I... I the that's I think it was Lester or was it Lester who had the garrulous gray relaxed? No, that's oh, uh, no. that's stuff. That, that, oh, no. no, that might be me. Oh, that was you. Lester went the Carter with red. Slim, yes, I did. Slim fit. Yes, indeed. Regular and uh, Stoff went for the Ruyi. How do you spell? How would he say that? R u y i l l y. Ruyili. You're asking. Ruyili orange and navy regular fit. Yeah, my wife picked the toughest one to say. Yeah. I, after asking you guys for your orders, yes. because our great friends at Untucket, I guess they listened to us last week, and they mm-hmm. said, hey, we want to get you these by Christmas, if oh, we can. Amazing. I have not had a chance to order, but there's a wide selection. Oh, very much so. I'm, uh, I get three, by the way. You guys only get one. That's wow. part of the contract. That's but I have to give two of mine to Jeff O'Neill, apparently. <laughs> money. Maybe, should we order? Should we decide what shirt Jeff yes. gets? One, on yeah. This? Yeah, let's get yeah. him the most, you know, outrageous. Oh, he'll look good. No, He's, Jeff can pull him off. Yeah, you can pull off anything. Anyway, um, Untuck It is your place to go for uh, uh, the best shirts that are out there this Christmas time for your loved one. Um, it's a, never a good look when you untuck a long, bulky dress shirt, is it, Puff? It's not for me. That's Fair why Untuck It makes shirts specifically designed to be worn untucked. I had issues at the Grey Cup with uh, my dress shirts are a little too short. And so I got up one time to, I think, shake hands with the commissioner. Oh, no. And I had the half untuck, Ugh. half tuck through That's my terrible. coat. It was, he did mention that to me when I was <laughs> It was terrible. awful. And so um, 
I'm going to have to get my Untuckets and wear them on the air. Go to Untuckit.com. Check out all the new fall arrivals just in time for Christmas. Use the promo code RUBBERBOOTS and you can get 20% off your purchase. The promo code is RUBBERBOOTS. Let's play, uh, let's play that. Uh, if there was a video that was made to uh, Lester's Untuckit theme, oh, yeah. the star of that video, without a doubt, <laughs> Jefferson Brown. Absolutely. The moment I saw her, I knew it was on dance just as much as her smile She looked me up and down And studied every move And as she drew near enough She said She said I like your shirt And I said thanks babe It's an untuck it Untuck it Cool Relaxed, comfortable. <laughs> There's definitely big dick energy coming out of that. <laughs> fun, uh, fun, fun, fun stuff. You know, if we should, we we were working earlier in the season on our screenplay, mm-hmm. and now we just maybe, let that get maybe away. we should write a Hallmark Christmas film. Sure. Then, wow. but maybe stir it up. See, I would cast somebody like Jay Baruchel as my lead, just to mm-hmm. mix it up. He'd be, you know, he's the offbeat heroic character. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. Uh, I don't know if it's going to play as well, though. The ladies like the fantasy, right? They want the Jefferson Brown. Know, fine, it, fine, it, fine. It drives, I'll play the lead. Okay. <laughs> it, well, no, you'd be the secondary story. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife, like, she buys into this. Like, how do we, what do you mean buys into it? She's like, why don't you ever do that to me? You know, they like, wow. like takes what? her skating and gives her a ring on the rink as, as the snow is falling down. If you told Brooksy, let's go skating, she'd tell you I to know, take a laugh. I know, she'd say, get the hell lost. <laughs> I'm going to sit here in my house coat, and I'm going to watch my Hallmark movie, so get lost, Buster. Do you think she's ever thought about a Hallmark character while making the love to you? Yes. <laughs> I think she she's actually said it out loud. Oh, Jefferson, uh, James. <laughs> oh, she, oh, she says it out loud. The lovely antique store you have here. <laughs> you should do, a, you should honey, do some role playing. Honey, honey, before you finish, could you put on a scarf? <laughs> and get some of that fake snow to fall <laughs> in here. Oh, God. They're so terrible. Like, seriously, they're, they're terrible. But I'd really horrible. like to know what the ratings are. They're very oh, they do. Obviously, they do well. I don't know. I think if you it's go one of by my things. Twitter responses of the the males and the females that watch these things all the time, like if I'm Stan, do we own the W Network? Because I don't want to get lambasted. Uh, I don't w know network. if we do. No, I don't think so. Okay, when the W Network came around, whenever it was, thirty yeah. years ago, twenty years ago, I believe that its its point was to bring women bring women's issues to the forefront. Yeah. That's that's how they got their license from the CRTC. Would be to okay, we're gonna have shows about women and the advancement of women and women's culture. And all they do is show these freaking Hallmark movies. This now is women, how a man will save your Christmas. <laughs> exactly. That's Eight so million fun. times over and over again. They just eat Screw it up, Screw you, though, Hallmark. Eh? Oh, my gosh. It is. Re- Thankfully, my daughters don't really have the bug. Like, they'll watch, but they're like, Mom, come on, uncle already. <laughs> well, cue the serious uh, luster music here, but I'm going to say that the reason that these movies are so popular is people are looking for something now in life, you know? They're looking <laughs> oh, for stir- Jeez. I'm telling You're you. saying Brooksy <laughs> needs a little bit of romance in her what life. What are you I'm saying just, she's missing? I'm, what just saying, missing? I'm just saying people are looking for love more so now than ever. I think Brooksy might be... In our uh, world of all confusions and lies. Of an itch, she might need scratching that. around Christmas time. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't have a Christmas party and a mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, though, you know, these guys, they're always wearing, the entire movie, they're wearing, like, this, the nice sweater with the probably the untucked shirt underneath, the collar hanging out, yeah. and the beautiful Hugo Boss jacket with the scarf, and their hair is mediticulous. And I'm sitting next to her on the couch wearing, <laughs> wearing like, my shorts and, and, like, wool socks and, like, running shoes and a, a tank top or something. With a, I'm going to go have a bath, James. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get to our, uh, our, our, our very popular new Puckpedia segment. Let me tell you about Puckpedia, stats, contracts, and caps, it's all there for you. One-stop shop for your hockey information, it's a new sensation, so log on, log on, log on. If you get the puck, go to Puckpedia.com. Puckpedia.com is the ultimate source for hockey fans and pros, all sorts of salary cap info, contracts, basic advanced stats. Uh, it's Puckpedia.com. Just so you know how uh, dominant Lester's been on the pod as of late, like putting in A1 performances, not just with his songs, but with the material he brings every week. But uh, Lester did his two, two truths, one lie last week. Yes. And then I sent a note to you guys on our group chat mm-hmm. saying somebody else has got to bring it this week. Lester's like, I got it again. Like he was going to bring three more <laughs> well, you said, facts well, and lies. It's well, unbelievable. You, know, you said, I look for, I want one from each of you. So I said, okay, fine. <laughs> hey, listen, I want to make sure I'm prepared because who's going to get fired next? Probably me, right? Probably. Yeah, you probably will be. <laughs> Jefferson Brown will take your spot on the podcast. And he'll be like, hi, guys. Why don't you come over to my little coffee shop at the end of my small town, and I'll get you a marshmallow hot chocolate and make love to you in the back room. There'll because, be ladies because, lined baby, up outside. Because, baby, it's cold outside. It's cold outside, baby. Hey, baby, it's cold outside has yeah. been banned Come on. from the radio or something. So Apparently, if you read the lyrics, there's reasons behind it. Okay, but the song's Come been on. around since the 40s or whatever. Come on. It's so a, a cute- lot of things, James. <laughs> 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 we're trying to go. Listen, we're trying to clean okay, it up. Can you search the lyrics for Baby, It's Cold Outside? Because okay. I want to I see that. Well, I we, think we'll, it might not come up on my phone. Ridiculous. Okay, so let's... Uh, Stoff it is, is a great song. Stoff is going to do his two truths, one lie. Okay. And then we can talk about the lyrics for baby it's cold outside stuff i'm so so fascinated uh, if you say as one of your things that you've been in a hallmark christmas movie <laughs> i'm gonna say truth that's a definite truth go all righty jeffrey brown has nothing on me <laughs> scenario number one i once drove home from work with no pants on had to get gas where i was approached by a police officer but still managed not to get a ticket mm, okay scenario number two. Two, two i once found out a co-worker was actually a murderer by watching a documentary on TV. <laughs> Scenario number three. I was once detained at an airport as a person of interest for over six hours. Wow. That is really oh, that's good. Like really good. Okay. Um, let's go through this. I uh, the 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 no pants thing very similar to one I had. I think you could pull that. I could see I could see stuff. He runs a busy life. He's up early in the morning doing the morning show. He produces our pod. He produces the Jay and Dan pod. Yeah. I could see him driving pantsless. I could realistically see there being a cop there. Yeah, and him him avoiding the ticket. I could see that possibly happening. For sure. So I'm going to say truth on that. You guys with? Me? I would agree with that. Are we doing a team effort here? Or are we yeah. going to do individual? Listen, I'm sorry. That scenario <laughs> holds no water for me, and I'll tell you why oh. immediately. Okay. There's no way his car makes it to a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> it, has, it has broken down. It got towed to the gas station. 18 times over the history of the pod. Lester okay. solves the pod. Uh, detained at an airport, held for six hours. I think he that's 
fair. Like you can get detained at airports pretty easily these days. Yeah, but why? six hours and what is? Why would he be detained for? And why me? And maybe yeah, for the exactly. drugs. They thought he's look at the, the murderer thing. Sounds like the lie because who have we worked with? Who? I mean, he works with Landsberg every morning. I could see Landsberg as <laughs> as a murderer. Um, <laughs> He works with us. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's fair. You could. It's, I think that's pretty realistic that you could see, see a murderer on a uh, someone you used to work with. So Maybe it was like summer, camp. you're working. Oh, you're watching Dateline. Yeah, and uh, Mark Millier, before he became <laughs> president of TSN, <laughs> murdered a young camper at a teen camp in the Muskoka. <laughs> he eluded police for thirty years. Um, I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the murder thing is the lie. Uh, you, I'm gonna say that the um, detained. The no, airport? no, that's gonna be the murder thing. Cause yeah, the detained one is gonna okay. be true. <sighs> I'm actually gonna stick to my guns and say number one. Oh. Why don't you have pants on? Come on, <laughs> come on. All right, stop. <clears throat> Reveal. Well, when I drove home, uh, it was actually from a job where I used to paint fences, and when my pants got really dirty, I decided to take them off to drive home. I did have to get gas. I didn't put them back on. A cop came by, explained what happened, and sheepishly got back in my car. You said to the cop, BDE. Read about <laughs> big, it. Big energy. That's uh, okay. So I lost. Yes, uh, Lester is out now. Getting tense in here. I was detained at an airport for six hours. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. Oh! oh! Whoa! Who would detain me? Come on. <laughs> so, at a previous job where I worked, I uh, uh, there was a guy working with us, and one night someone told me to turn on, I actually believe it was the Women's Network, and they had a show called Crimes of Passion. Right. Where basically our co-worker... Five years prior, killed his wife. Wait a second, wow. and he's still your coworker yeah. at this point. That, that is when I lost all uh, belief in the judicial system. <laughs> so he, he got caught, and five years later, and, and you've probably known him for a while now. So he's out in three and a half or something. He, he'd worked with us about a year at that point. Wow. Yeah. Can you name him? So, no. So uh, he. So he got <laughs> caught. They put him in jail? It, it wasn't here at all. It was a no, previous no. job, an office was it job. A, I had. It wasn't a media job. No, it wasn't a media was job. Was he a nice guy? He Besides a, the whole murder thing? <laughs> he was a little odd, but you would have never you know, thought murderer. You didn't think he had that in him. So that's so he obviously pled for manslaughter, you know, passion moment or whatever and got well, it Well, that's what to, it was. It was a crime of passion. That's what the whole series, I guess, revolved around. <laughs> but it was like it was him narrating it and then they had someone else <laughs> acting whoa, whoa, it out. So it was like it was the like most he was on board with ever. like that. Let's talk about this. I, I don't wow. know if this wasn't even like a part of his settlement or something. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Do you have to do reality shows? So what sleazy reality show gets they get the killers to come on and oh, I guess what am I saying of course every reality show would yeah. do that and say hey could you narrate the story Simpson. of your of your murder <laughs> if I did the crime this is what I would have done wow, that is wow that's heavy wow. wow that's a good one yeah, stop was, stop fool us all he did that's good that's good I think it's the first time someone's fooled everyone yeah well, congratulations mm-hmm. stuff you're the winner of uh what do I get? Two truths, you one get some, line. You get some big dick energy. You get to mix this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, baby, it's cold outside. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I really it. can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been so very nice. I'll hold your hands. It just like guys. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful. What's your hurry? Okay. So uh, this is the guy, obviously. But no, yeah, the girl says my mother would start to worry. Beautiful. What's your hurry? Father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace roar. So I'd better scurry. Please don't hurry, beautiful. 
Maybe just a half drink more, she says. Put some records on while I pour. The neighbors might think, maybe it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? (laughs) (laughs) No cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlight now to break the spell. I wish I know how to break the spell. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, no, no. Mind if I move in closer? At least I've got to say that I tried. What's the sense in hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold. It's cold outside. I've got to go home. Baby, you'll freeze out there. Lend me your coat. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been grand. Thrill when you touch my hand. Why don't you see? How can you do this thing to me? Yeah. There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of my life. Long sorrow. At least there'll be plenty implied if you caught pneumonia and died. All right. So it's a little... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look. I get it. But I just, again, it was written at a different time. It's such a sweet song when you hear it. Yes. Absolutely. It's beautiful. I just, I'm, I'm with Lester. I don't think you should... You can't look. Here's my I thing. Don't know. You can't revise history. You just right. can't. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I understand what people are saying, but to ban the song, come on. And it's That's silly. Look, it's, a, it's an innocent song. Like, they, they're not, you know, it's just an well, innocent back and say forth with a man. 16 candles, you're on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That, that is the ultimate, uh, which was one of my favorite movies. I know. Great. Puffy and I had this discussion uh, probably last year when. We both sort of saw it again recently on TV, and it is the most inappropriate film. John Hughes. Like, what were you... Like, it does not hold up to 2018 standards. Creepy? Well, look, I don't want to get into it. I've only seen it once. The girl passes out, and and the boyfriend boyfriend. gives her to Anthony Michael Hall and says, Here, she's yours for the night. Like, it's unbelievable. And he... Relations. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. The world has changed. Uh, you know, that movie could have used a good black secondary plot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, instead it had a Chinese racial stereotype secondary oh plot with God. a Chinese exchange student named Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong? Does not so. hold up as well. <laughs> Does not hold up either. Look, all of us on this pod, we're very progressive guys. We're 100% in favor of all the progress that's been made in, in uh, a lot of these things. I just think... Some of the stuff, like an old song like that. Yeah, Christmas, well, I agree. Christmas so listen, favorite. You're but. talking. You're talking to a musician. Like, come on. But hey, <laughs> if there are, if there are women hey. listeners that it, it offends, or then okay, I'm with you. I, I always, always go to you. Could always change the lyrics, offends. make them a little bit more. Yeah, you could alter this. I'm sure they will alter. I, you know, I we have a my whole family's coming out for Christmas, and we always do wacky things at Christmas. So I thought it'd be funny this year if we did. Uh, uh, do they know it's Christmas? Like we did, like the Live Aid. Oh man! Like yeah. all singing a, a, everybody a part? Got, everybody gets a line. You know, it's oh, that'd Christmas be great. time. There's no need to be afraid. And everybody gets a line in the family, no matter how bad you. Now, are. can your family pull it off? Huh? Can your family pull it off? No, but that'll be the whole point. It will be funny. No, but I went on. So I went online and I uh, was watching that video. But yeah. the first thing that came up, they did a, a, a new version about yeah. two or three years ago, and they ch- did they changed all the lyrics because really? somehow. Like, there's some lyrics in that song that it's like, Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. And yeah, apparently that's a, too politically incorrect. It, 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 well, you know, really? when you think about it now, you, 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 it's true. I know, it's but, true, that, but, you but know the what? point at the, the time, song, right? it's, it's a true. great line. That was uh, it's a, it's Bono. Bono, that it's line, Bono. right? That's a fantastic line. 
I know. That's true. Thank God it's not. And the new version, which is like, you know, Harry Styles and all these guys, is it's all like they don't, I don't know. It's just, it's the same song, but really far too politically correct. That's a great song. You know what the other thing about that? You think about that song that people don't realize? It's all male vocalists. No female vocals. Uh, (laughs) No, there's a few, no? no? I don't think so. I think Banana Rama is in there. there. But they might only be singing that. They're not cruel. No, no, no. Cruel. I love Banana Rama. Yes, at but the time. no, but there's no, but nobody. They're at the there, time. but nobody <laughs> sings, and nobody non-white sings in that song. By the way, not Ooh, any lead. Let me see. Yeah, but the uh, cool. U- the U.S. version has a lot. Well, the U.S. What's the US, that song? Uh, the we are the world. We Come are. The world. That's number three. I like the Canadian song better than the. Uh, Tears are not enough. I don't yeah. like that song at all. You don't, eh? Oh, sorry, God. No, I like Tears are not enough. It's number two for me. But if you if you look at the Tears are not enough video, and yeah. if there's any of our college students like. Uh, you know, like our buddy last week from from Calgary, yeah, and his all his guys at home, um, like they they have to go on and look up the tears are not enough video because you won't recognize it's like guys from BTO and stuff. There's, there's, you, we would recognize them, but yeah. I'm saying today's generation would yeah. Brian Adams. You'd notice Brian yeah. Adams, and that's about it. <laughs> well, Gordon Lightfoot's in it. I think yeah. I think Neil Young's in it. Yeah, um, um, what's his? I don't uh, know if the hip are in it. I can't. With remember. the guys from Winnipeg. Guess who? Yeah. Guess they're who? In yeah, they're yeah. In, yeah, Bachman, yeah. Turner, Bachman. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's, I that's agree with you. I think that was a great song. Yeah, too. that's number two. But do they know it's Christmas? Is that's number one. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Should we do our own version right now? Uh, uh, alternate I, alternate lines on one? I don't know if I know the lyrics. Well, what if well, I call... are good singers. If I call up singer. the lyrics now... Uh, oh, no, let's do it next week. Yeah. Let's do it next week to Christmas pod. Yeah. And I'm going to have my Christmas song next week, too. Now, are we doing... We're all giving gifts next week. Okay, so next week we'll exchange gifts. Do we draw one of each other's... Yeah, maybe we do the secret Santa. Draw a name. We're all going to give each other untucket shirts. Let's say that we exchange gifts, but you can't purchase anything. It has to come from the building. Oh, okay. Okay, that's so it has awesome. to that's be good. a present from within the building. Within the building. And uh, we'll draw names as soon as we get off the air here. Or do you want to just do it publicly so we know each let's, other? Let's do, let's do it. Well, well. All right, I'm going to do it right now. Okay, right? fine. So I'm going to draw. I'm going to. Can we have eggnog next week? Stoff. What are, the, what are your names again? Huff, Puff, Puff, Lester. Lester. Jimmy. Well, you don't need me. Why? Oh, yeah. Okay, you need me. Yeah, the yeah, second one. You got to be in there, of course. And Jimmy. So. I'm not sure how this is going to work. It's well, going to work, all right? Here while all right, this is the way I'm going to do it. Tearing so first is going to be oh. Jimmy. can't really read, read the names on there. So I'm going to put it together, and the, Jimmy's going to get his gift for Stoff. So now I'm going to put Stoff out. Okay. Stoff is going to buy for Lester. Nice. I'm going to put Lester out. See how good I was at this? Yeah, it's so I far working. It's, cool it's so going to all blow up. <laughs> Lester is going to buy for Puff. Okay. Nice. And Puff is going to buy for... Oh, wait a second. You, You're right. Exactly. <laughs> no, who's left? <laughs> who's you. left? Isn't it you? Does it, was anybody buying for me yet? And not yet. No, okay, yet. so... so you well, gotta, no, I, no, no, you got to buy no, for... you got to pick it up. <laughs> Well, you got to buy for stock, but that doesn't work. So you, I love it. You got to buy. No, so you got to buy for me. Okay, I'm buying for stock. Right. Well, there's no buying. It's stolen gifts. Yeah, from stolen, stolen gifts. Stolen, stolen gifts. things from the building. So you have to now, steal something from caps. the building. And you can't get like I was thinking. I could get Natasha to bake something <coughs> for you, but I'm, you oh. can't do that. You have to have an item that comes from within the building. With but if she's baked building. something already, you can snatch it and give it to someone. Now, like Lester has access to the fourth floor where they have all the goodies, like a TSN hat. Can we yeah, get those? Is, is that true. available? Not, listen, let's take that out of the mix. You 
okay, get so no, it's got to be no swag. It can't be swag. But no someone swag. can't give it to you. You have to steal it from them. Well, you don't have to steal it. <laughs> you have to steal it from the building. Like, for instance, a beautiful Dallas Cowboys helmet <laughs> from this, this radio set that I'm looking at right now. Or a full set of tailor-made golf clubs. <laughs> yes. Ooh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be an amazing gift. It has to be from the building. Okay. All right. Is Jay on the line? Here he is, our good buddy Jay Baruchel. How you doing, pal? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, James? I'm well. We're not alone like we were the first time you did the pod. I think we were only, it might have been like episode three or four of the pod. And remember, we were in this dungy little, little yes. intimate room where you were basically on my lap? Yeah, and I, I tried to not let it all go to my head, but I'm only I'm only human, um, and uh, yeah, you could cut, you could cut the tension in there with a knife. Yeah, no, it was yeah, it was an interesting interesting little spot. Was I one of the first? Uh, first yeah, guys? I'm trying to think. I think we might have had Luongo is a friend of mine, and uh, back then we thought we were doing more of a sports pod, and then it, we stopped talking about sports altogether. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I think you were you were the first. Yeah, you were the first couple. I should say that uh, the regulars on my pod, Puffy and uh, Lester, who is our resident musician and also a big Habs fan, are, are with me as well, as well awesome. as Stoff, the producer, so they may throw in a question. Um, How's it going? What's going on? We uh, Jay and I spent, I spent an hour interviewing Jay about his book. It's called Born Into It, and it's a fantastic book about uh, his, his upbringing in Montreal, how he developed his passion for the Habs, uh, being a passionate hockey. I'm trying to get all the plugs out of the way, so if I, if I don't ask you questions about the book in this thing, we'll be okay. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And thank you for having interviewed me for spent an hour. That was, a, that was a lovely night of puck talk. Yeah, you know what? It was fun. But the book is called Born Into It, a fantastic book. If you're uh, a sports fan, a hockey fan, you don't have to be a Habs fan. Lester's a diehard Habs fan, so I know he's going to get one. But also Amazing. just about family and, and everything else. Uh, I, I said it sincerely that night. I thought it was a, a really fantastic read. What I really want to know, though, because this is, we don't have a lot in common. We, you know, with your <laughs> big movie star and me, little cable sportscaster guy. Um, but uh, I've done book tours, and uh, you have done a million movie junkets. Yeah. But this, I think, if I'm correct, this is your first book tour, correct? Yeah, it was, yeah. So was it, uh, tell me, did you have any, you know, weird experiences? Because it's, you're not dealing with, like, the Hollywood foreign press, but you are dealing with people. <laughs> and I had, uh, I had some weird <laughs> moments on mine. Did you have any odd, oh, like, yeah. signing things? Every, every single day, man. Um, but I, I, for, for what it's worth, I, I, um, if I have to interact with anybody, I'd much rather interact with, like, regular Canadian people than, you know, German and Italian, you know, Hollywood <laughs> reporters, you know, I, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, it, I, to be honest, it's going to sound super hokey, but it was, um, it was lovely, man. It was, it was a really kind of neat thing to, to go to a whole bunch of different parts of the country. Um, and, uh, you know, cause there, there are a few places more distinct in the world than, uh, from each other than like Montreal and Calgary, you know, but, um, and, and what was so cool was, to have kind of similar experiences everywhere I, I went. Um, in, in fact, what was hilarious was like, and slightly sad was like, <laughs> Calgary had a way bigger turnout than Montreal. <laughs> 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 it's, it's like, I, I, I only, you know, I went to a bunch of places uh, with the book. Only two of them have I ever lived, really lived in, which is like 
uh, Montreal and Oshawa. And, um, and those are the two places that like people ripped the least. And like, I, I you know, like Calgary, St. John, Charlottetown, Halifax, uh, Oakville, uh, Hamilton, all these places were, 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 were big turnouts, but granted in Montreal, um, it, for whatever reason, my my event was scheduled during a Habs game, and uh, <laughs> so, so there was there was like a handful of people that came, but uh, but I, I understood those who didn't. Well, uh, it reminds me my my first my second book tour went a little better because it was a bigger publisher and was more organized. But my first book tour was kind of a small little publisher and terribly unorganized. And I had the same experience. I think I told you, you know, out east and cities like Ottawa, my hometown, were great and. Yeah. Out west was great. When I went to Montreal, we showed up with the you know the book agent at this bookstore, and I don't know they'd forgotten. So not not only was there nobody there, like they hadn't really done publicity, but they couldn't find my books. So we sat out. They had the little chair, and the manager went running around in the back and was trying to find my boxes of books, and finally found like a box of books. And I was like, literally, I had they had no staff, so I was taking the books out of the box and like putting them on the table. Yeah, it was one of the more embarrassing moments in my life. Yeah, man, Montreal is not the best for book tours. Clearly, at least not for the two of us. You know, I'm sure when Salman actually goes through, he gets. <laughs> well, I, the other one I had was Vancouver. It was a pouring rain Monday night, and you, I had about twelve diehard fans that were there. And then once they were gone, there was nobody else. And so now you're you're sitting at a table in the middle of the bookstore alone for an hour and forty five minutes. And the odd person comes in and kind of gives you that quizzical look, like looks at the stand and it's looks like, at the book. You're selling credit credit cards. What's all this? What's all this business with your kiosk here? Could you uh, help me find the? Could you help me find the latest Oprah choice? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't work here, ma'am. Are you with me? The army are you recruiting <laughs> yeah i see the way i saw that stuff was like it, it's the same approach i take to like having a having a little party is like win-win right so like if a bunch of people show up then then at either a party or a signing then yeah big success that's like a legendary evening legendary event blah 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 but if nobody shows up it's way less work <laughs> and, <laughs> and so you know if no one comes to a party you know worst case scenario it's just like me with a bunch of food and stuff and that's fine and and like and you know and so if nobody if no one came lined up for a book it's I'm done early. It's like that much less I have to do. Um, but but no, I, I have to I have to say as as like taxing as it can be for me to sort of like you know I I have a lot of anxiety and stuff, and so it's like it can be it can be a bit uh, it can be a bit uh, a bit rough to engage with a, a bunch of people every single day. However, that was like mitigated by the fact that like there's a whole bunch of nice people in this country. That's cool. Jay, it's Lester here. Um, my question is this, uh, and, and I apologize, I have not had the chance to read your book, but I will. That's absolutely fine. Okay, so I, I have had the pleasure of meeting a few Habs in my lifetime. Have you met any Habs, in, in, like player, former players, present yeah. players, and who is your favorite Hab of all time? Yeah, I've been lucky enough to, so what was, was kind of weird and cool is like a few years ago, 
uh, geez, almost 10 years ago, I did a whole bunch of commercials uh, with the Habs. So, like, I got to do, I was in, like, a commercial with Brandon Prust, one with um, Pacioretty and uh, uh, Lars Eller and Mike Weaver, uh, one with Carey Price, and one where I took a shower with Brendan Gallagher. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, so that was, like... Yeah, no one can no one can ever take that from me. Um, cool. And uh, you know, when you've reached those dizzying heights, everything else <laughs> is put into perspective. Uh, um, and I've been lucky enough to like get to know uh, Chris Nyland, and that was that is uh, someone I. I greatly admire and his company I enjoy and um I got to pick Bob Gainey's brain um two summers ago and at the uh, NHL awards there in in Las Vegas and that was that was real cool um and um but I'd say my favorite of all time it's hard I I'd have to say Patrick Law um but but very close behind him would have to be Saku Koivu. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, who okay. did so much. I'm not yeah. going to let the Gallagher thing slide by, though. Wait a second. <laughs> now, so you've done this, like, did you, were you wearing those, you know, those Hollywood naked scene or half naked scene where he you is. just wear the yeah, skin tone, no. skin tone <laughs> gaunch thing or what? He, he is. I'm, I'm fully clothed wearing like a oh, right. vintage, vintage uh, Montreal Canadiens jacket of some sort. Of, you know, um, is going to come as a huge surprise. They they were far more interested in seeing him naked than me. Um, <laughs> Have uh, you ever had to wear one of those? I'm trying to think. I, I've always yeah, talked, I've told you she's out of my league. Time. She's out of my league. Well, it's one of my favorite movies. There's a little bit of sex in there, right? There's it's, it's horrible. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I um, yeah, that's not my uh, my arse though. I, 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 you had an arse double? Seriously? Yes, I did. I've had two in my career. <laughs> ah, nice. That movie and what was the other one? Oh jeez, what sort of pressure? I can't even remember. But I've had to do it. I've had to do it twice. Um, to, oh, on on Man Seeking Woman, yeah, on a, on a TV right. show, Man Seeking Woman, I had a butt double. Um, it's it's uh, you know it's 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 a really. So, so I was talking about before about win-win. This is lose-lose. This is like, so like Kobayashi Maru here because because basically they go, um, do you do you want to have your ass on uh, on camera? And you know, if you're a reasonable person, you're like, well, no, that's counterintuitive to every instinct I have. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I we respect that because we respect you and your right to privacy. Um, now here, approve a bunch of asses. Do you get to pick your ass? Look at this iPhone. Uh, I'm going to show you a series of men's asses, naked men's asses, and you pick the one you think is the closest to yours, um, which is then real weird because um, I can't speak for you guys. I haven't put or that much thought um, into or analyzed what my ass looks like all that much. Um, so I picked the one that had the least amount of ingrown hairs, and um, you know. See, Bob I thought as an uncle. artist, you would want your. This has to be my ass. It yeah. has to be authentic. That's where your your first mistake was assuming I'm an artist. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 certainly, uh, certainly not when it comes time to uh, having my ass on camera. Um, I haven't had to wear one of those. Uh, God awful big sock things. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, um, I you know I, I um, you know obviously with the career I've had, there's not a tremendous amount. There hasn't, there hasn't been a great like glamour for that to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, it, it it does sometimes. It's still you know, and it surprises me every time. Um, and uh, I I just like 
I'm very old fashioned about that kind of stuff. And I, and I'm like, you know, I, I've got, uh, I've got family out there and, uh, they don't, uh, they don't. They don't need to have that. Their their lives are not improved by that footage. See, that's that's where we're different because it's been my dream to have wear a dick sock at some point, and <laughs> and I was disappointed that there was no place in Goon Two for that to happen. <laughs> well, you know, we don't we don't live in a dictatorship. You can do whatever you want at home, James. Nobody's told. Nobody's told. You know, the 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 Queen protects your right to do whatever I you want. If you can buy those on Amazon, like if you... I, I am almost sure, if not Amazon, some other site. Uh, accessible via Tor browser on the dark web. Yes. Because I think we should, that's one thing we should do for the pod before the end of the year is do a pick with everybody wearing the dick socks. That's true. Um, that would be something. Yeah, I don't, I mean, should is a funny choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Jay, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be able to plug anything else you're working on. We, you and I talked about your horror movie. Uh, your directing is your uh, is it fair to say your true passion over yeah, being an actor now and something de- you'd like to do more of? And you definitely, have a horror film man. coming out next year. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, actually, just 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 uh, twenty minutes ago, got finished uh, doing a screening of it. Uh, nice. um, yeah, because we're, we're editing it here in my in my, in, the, in my basement at my house, at our house in the beaches. Um, yeah, it's called Random Acts of Violence, and um, it's uh, super trippy. And we're trying to go as hard as we can. And and you know, it's 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 funny. It's it's we kind of have. Our, our rules on this movie, because I'm making it with a lot of the same folks that I made uh, Goon 2 with, and uh, our rules uh, in, in a lot of cases on this one are kind of the opposite of um, of, of that, of Goon 2, because like in Goon 2, we, we were kind of doing this opera, so everything was about these kind of over-the-top uh, ultra-violent flourishes, right. and, you know, and this, we are trying our best um for our violence to be every bit as hard as that, but in a real kind of uh, clumsy, authentic, weird way. And so, you know, something you'll notice in a lot of sort of crummy horror movies is uh, a big lumbering character who's in control of everything, who sort of uh, methodically kills a bunch of people that you're not remotely sympathetic towards. Um, and you can't name any of them either. Um, and that tells you that you're really the killers, the hero in those movies, and therefore the audience is experiencing vicarious sadism, which is a whole another disgusting thing for another time. But so what we're trying to do here is um is is go real and sad and clumsy and devoid of rhythm and where the killer is just as out of control and as prey to the moments as the as our victims are and so it's like i've been afforded we've been afforded a great deal of kind of creative freedom and um and i'm very very lucky to work with the people that i worked with because we're doing something real real special and trippy and um really just excited to show the world if if we've done our jobs um it uh it, it is it is not it is not your average horror flick well i can't wait to see that are you actually going to retire from acting or would you still be open depending on what comes up yeah i mean it's like it's like i still i love movies so so if the best way for me to be part of making a, a real cool movie is for me to to act on you know on beyond set as an actor then then so be it but i i i yeah you know it's it's since I was nine, I have wanted to be a director, and I started acting at 12. And even when I started at 12, my mom said, you know, you want to be a director, uh, you you want to go to film school. 
being on set is probably the best film school in the world. And so I've, I've been very fortunate to have the career I've had as an actor. Um, and I don't mean to sound anything close to uh, ungrateful because I, I really I have a tremendous amount of respect and, and, and gratitude. How, however, um, in, in my life and in my heart of hearts, it's all been... It's all been preamble. Um, what I what I really really love is is telling stories, um, getting to getting to write and direct. So, um, you know, I and and if it never happens again, well, I got to do it twice and write a book, and that's like a that's a pretty cool thing that I get to leave behind no matter what. Jay uh, Lester again. I'm, uh, as J- James mentions, I'm an artist myself, and I write music and do videos and stuff like that. So I really, really appreciate your passion for this. But I right. do have a little bit of a selfish question. If you make another <laughs> horror movie, can I be the black guy that dies in the first scene? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna. I'm sure I'll rue the day I agreed to this. But yes, 100. Yeah, you, you, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> um, you know, and, and 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 failing that, I'll make you the like uh, the guy that really would survive in combat, but who for some reason gets killed in the first twenty minutes so that an inferior white man can survive. Exactly. And, yeah. Uh, well, it'll be it'll be one of those two things, whichever comes first. Awesome, uh, buddy. I won't keep you too long. Uh, I know you're probably sick of uh, sick of doing the tours and the questions, and you want to get back to doing what you do is, which is uh, making great movies and, Thanks, and writing man. great books. So, uh, uh, Christoph, my producer, has told me that uh, socks are available on Amazon for eleven <laughs> eleven ninety nine. Go figure, they're yeah. cheap. <laughs> we're gonna and uh, this this what we're going to do. I uh, Puffy also wants to direct, and we're gonna make a oh, we're yeah. gonna make our first low budget porn, and with all of us will wear socks, so there won't be like full frontal. You'll see the sock though, yeah, which is the opposite of Hollywood, where they don't want you to see the sock. And we're going to call it uh, How to Train Your Dragon 4. Oh, for <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> and, and take the take All of you need to sit upside down at the sports center desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there'll just be a lot of bag flopping around, yeah. too. Out there. Uh, take it easy, buddy. Thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, bud. Have a good one. Okay. That's our buddy, Jay Baruchel. Oh, so was, uh, he's had an amazing career, you know. If uh, uh, I didn't... We only had a few minutes today, and uh, but when we spent the hour together a couple of months ago and going over everything, like he did, he got a he was in Almost Famous. Yep, had a couple yeah. of key scenes in Almost Famous, and that's when he got noticed by Judd Apatow, and okay. uh, got cast in uh, uh, Freaks and Geeks. No, I'm no. gonna forget. Undeclared. Now. I think it was undeclared, yeah. but it, by then it was just called unnamed Judd Apatow project, and that was his first break. And he was just like a just a high, high school kid in Montreal who was kind of ready to give up acting. That's awesome. And boom, yeah. and it sort of took off from there. And uh, I've said before that um, what is it? The end of the world? What's the one with all this, of the? This, is the, oh, end. this, this is, end. is the end. That's great. I love it. The panel and I watched that in a in a theater at the Cup Final in Chicago. You were there, weren't yep. you, Puff? That was that was just a hilarious we're freaking in tears. movie. So it funny. was just it's so stupid and so funny. And those guys are just very close to character. It's just a little bit off. I know. It's good. Um, but man, he's uh, he's a passionate director, and I can't wait to see the film that That's is called uh, Random Acts of Violence. It sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. He, he wants, and he he's a real horror buff. Yeah. So it's like there's not going to be any cleaning up. It's going to be ugly violence. Like he wanted it to be ugly, nasty horror film violence, and so uh, too uh, scary for me. But I, I forgot to ask him here. We ran out of time, but 
when I was at that interview with him a couple months ago, I mentioned the uh, the uh, the plot of uh, my film, um, yeah. uh, Bad Harvest or whatever. Bad Harvest, yeah. where you know the guy, e- evil the harvest. serial evil, evil harvest, harvest yeah. serial killer dies, mm-hmm. and I got ten seconds in, he goes, "You mean body parts?" <laughs> 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 Which is the movie that our producer Bill Dodson mentioned. Seriously, that already everything's been, done. been already made. <laughs> so we thank you to Jay Barishall, thank you to the boys, and we'll see you next week on the Rubber Boots Pod. I got a question that I really want to ask you Wait Don't hang up I need to know so I'm gonna try and push my love Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green or black or white? Are you wearing your Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight?